Entrepreneur Weekly interviews the brilliant leaders of today in order to provide a stepping stone of wisdom on the journey to personal business ownership. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Well, today I am in Salt Lake City, Utah for an event called the Consumer Summit presented by Brandless, which is a company that is putting all this on. We'll talk about them along the way as well. First guest here today is a gentleman named Andrew Smith. His company is Savory Group. Now, my buddy Randy Garn, who uh, you guys probably have heard of before because I talk about him a lot, when you have like one of your best friends that knows everybody in the world, he ends up introducing to you to some interesting folks. Well, he says to me, he goes, you're going to love this guy, Andrew Smith. We're going to go to one of his restaurants. And then he talked about something, and he says, we're going to stop at the crack house. And I thought, oh, no, Randy, no, no, you're, you're not doing drugs. He goes, no, no, it's a, it's a restaurant. I go, it's called the crack house? He goes, no, the crack, crack shack. shack. And I thought, this is too funny. I thought, what kind of food could possibly be? Well, Andrew Smith is here from Savory Group. Are you the CEO and founder? So or I'm what are a you? managing partner okay. and the general partner of the fund. So it's a Savory fund, and then we are operating GPs as well. So we actually operate the assets that we acquire and uh, keep the founders involved all the way till the end. So I pull up to the crack shack. Shack. And I'm wondering, what kind of food? And then I guess I could tell because there was a gigantic nine-foot chicken inside. That's a telltale sign. Telltale yeah, the big sign. Chick, the big chicken. <laughs> and I thought, but still, I don't get it. The crack shack. What is going on? Your story about President Bush was kind of funny. Do you want to tell that? Well, yeah. I was, I was at an event. <laughs> I was in an LP in a fund, and they had them, him come and, and speak to us all. And after I was able to take a picture with him with my wife, and he said, well, what do you and your wife do? And I said, well, we... We invest into restaurants. We own restaurants. He says, well, tell me a couple of them that you're bringing to Dallas my way. And I said, well, we're going to bring Via 313, a pizzeria Detroit style, and the Crack Shack. He goes, the Crack Shack? And he looked at his two secret service agents. He goes, I thought that that was illegal. I don't know if I ever legalized that one. And we all started laughing. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's, it's uh, the better chicken concept. <laughs> so if you think about Shake Shack, Shake Shack was a better burger concept. They're like, we have better burgers than like a McDonald's. And shakes. And shakes. Yeah, yeah. And, and the Crack Shack is the better chicken. It's a Jadori chicken. It's bone-in chicken. And it comes from uh, a chef-driven menu mm. out of actually a really nice four or five-star restaurant down in San Diego. So... It's, uh, it's a pretty special concept. So the name, the Crack Shack, I still, you told me, but I want for people to understand because it is a real big stretch to get there, but go ahead, tell it. Well, and the Crack Shack is that you, and, and the logo has a big egg on it, so, and it's got a crack in it with a head popping out that's a chicken. So the whole idea is that, you know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? You know, we're eating chicken in this concept, and we put eggs on a lot of the product, so ah. it's uh, the crack in the shack, and we get the chicken, and we get everything else. So <laughs> It's too funny. Yeah, yeah. Now, it seems to me that you could also do a breakfast at this place. We have thought about it. We actually have a bay sandwich, a bacon, avocado, and egg sandwich that's mm. on a brioche bun. So people come in and order that earlier in the day. But yeah, um, yeah we've, we've thought about doing uh, breakfast, breakfast as well. Because breakfast is big money. Big money. Yeah, and, no, it's and, huge. and you're missing an opportunity there. Let me talk to your managing partner. Yeah, talk Who, to, what's his name? Yeah. Talk, talk, to, talk to Andrew. Okay. Oh, that's <laughs> no, you. Oh. Yeah. I actually, you know, so Crack Shack is one of our nine brands. We have nine brands in the okay. portfolio. Okay. So we what have nine they? brands. You know, we have a, a, a beverage concept called Swig that just uh, sold to Larry H. Miller Company here locally. Mm. And so they're uh, partners of ours now, too, and are expanding that across the country. We have a, a Hawaiian concept called Mobetta's Hawaiian. We just partnered <laughs> with Tony Finau. He's oh uh, one of our partners. Mo <laughs> yeah, Mobetta's Life, right? That's so awesome. Mobetta Hawaiian. We've got a barbecue concept called r, &R Barbecue. We've got 
Via 313 Pizzeria. We've got Pincho down in Miami. We've got Hash Kitchen, which is down in Arizona. We've got Sicilian Butcher, which is an Italian concept. How cool is that? The Sicilian Butcher down in uh, Scottsdale. So we've got mm. restaurants all across the country. 160 restaurants, building 50 right now. So, and can I ask, you were on the My 600 Pound Life, right? No, not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, most people that own all these kind of restaurants are huge, and you're a tall, slender guy. Yeah, you have to eat you it, know? and then you have to get rid of it somehow really yeah. quick. So, so no. you a lot of... Um, Wow. You, you fast in between is what you do, brother. Okay. Like, yeah, you okay. eat a lot, then you I, fast a lot in between. You have so to do it. One of my friends says, you know, what would you do last night with Randy? And, of course, back to my buddy Randy. I said, he took it to a place like a pig trough. I ate so much, I, I couldn't even sleep. <laughs> you know? I mean, the sandwich was huge, by the way. It was delicious. Yeah, good, good, good. Um, so how did you get in, get back to Savory Group? Yeah. Why? I mean, I always want, I like the why. What's the why behind Savory? Yeah, the savory? why behind Savory is, is interesting. I was, I'm a recovering tech CEO. So I was in oh, tech for okay. 11 years. I built You're the sold second three tech one companies. at this table today, by the way. Yeah, I know. We do make changes. And so uh, back in 2008, when the market was melting down, my wife came to me and said, I'd like to get back into the business world and, and do something with my life mm. than just be a mom. And right. I said, that's great. Let's do it. So she, she said, I want to start a restaurant. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the stupidest decision ever. Like, why would you ever do that? But anyway, we, we bought a piece of land, built a building, and uh, we started a bakery and cafe concept that had been started before. There was four units, 10 years old, and we went to them and said, could we franchise it? Um, it was a local beloved brand called Neater's Bakery and Cafe, and they said, yeah, we'd love to do it with you. So we opened that up in 2008, and it was right in the middle of the market crash. I'm going oh, through hell as right. a tech CEO. Right. And we open up that business, and it crushes it All out right, the hold gate. Hold still. Let me take a break and be right back. We're talking with Andrew Smith. He is the, uh, again, your title? Managing Director of the Savory Fund. Savory Fund, and they have something called the Crack Shack. Trust me. Mm, chicken. We'll be right back. I want to hold them like they do in Texas, please. Fold them, let them hit me, raise it, baby, stay with me. Welcome back. It is Entrepreneur Weekly Today Consumer Summit in Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah. And are you, do you live here in Utah, by the way? I live here in Utah, born and raised in Chicago. Uh, this is Andrew Smith. Andrew, so with all of these brands that you have now, yeah. can you future quest out into, you're going to keep going? At what point do you slow down? At what point is, your, is the savory brand finally going, I'm feeling a little full? Yeah, not anytime soon. We, we raised two funds back-to-back, -back, $100 okay. million dollars in 2018, and wow. then another $100 million in 2021. And we are going to raise $200 million this year. So wow. we're not slowing down. We're going to go buy another eight amazing emerging brands that need help with capital and also support to grow and scale. And that's the thing that's unique about Savory. We don't give them money. We give them money, and then we bring the entire team of 80 people it's to brilliant. put behind the founder and yeah. then really bolster up the business. Yeah. This is kind of what Shark Tank does when you get yep. a shark as a partner. But then we actually work. Yeah, well, we, there you go. We actually work behind the scenes, not just give advice. <laughs> Seriously. Well, you know what's funny is, wow, is that important, right? Oh, it's, a, it's you know? very I mean, important. Yeah. When I was a younger entrepreneur... I would take in money from private equity or even investors, and they'd say, we're going to take care of you, we're going to help you. And then I couldn't get a hold of them but once a month right. for advice. But, yeah. So I saw a chasm, and I thought, I'm going to jump in and not only provide the money, but I'm going to put the team of experts behind yeah. those brands and help them scale from you know, six units to 50 units or yeah. 100 units, and that's what we're doing. Well, what's nice is that the team you talk about 
exponentially grows in their ability to do what they do well to begin with just because they're doing it over repetitively. Yeah. They get really, really good at it. Are you a speaker here at the summit? I am. I'm running a panel today yes. um, oh, talking about right consumer, consumer right. finance. Yes. So where is the finance world going? What should these guys that own these companies prepare for to go raise money or go public? Yeah. Give me a three-minute version of this. You got three minutes. Go. Yeah, three minutes for the panel today is, you know, everybody's talking about this rolling recession. Are we in a recession or are we in a rolling recession? And a rolling recession is when sectors are being hit on some aspects and others are not. They're growing, these ones are shrinking. That's a rolling recession. We're going through a recession. A recession is when it hits all of them at the same time and everything kind of goes into the drink. Because we're in a rolling recession, people are a little confused. And so today we're talking about if you're, you're going down, what do you do? If you're going up, what do you do? <clears throat> and what should your expectations be as far as raising money or going public with valuations, getting capital, what are investors looking at, and what should you do as a business to attract those investors? Mm. Wow, you did that in one minute. That was pretty good. <laughs> Sorry, you want me to take two more minutes? I can go up on an angle if you want me no, to. No, you know, I'll tell you what. You actually brought something to the, to the forefront of a lot of conversations that people are having you're calling it a rolling recession. It's a rolling recession. If you talk to the economists that are in Yale, Stanford, Harvard, all of those guys that are the really smart ones, they come out and they're saying, we're in a rolling recession. And I've lived through recessions, so have you. And a recession is when the whole, like the trap door opens, we all fall through it right. and we feel it. Yes. Right now it feels weird because it's like, well, we're still spending and people are still vacationing and still people are going out to restaurants and eating. So where the hell's the recession? And because of that, it's a rolling recession. There's some people that are hurting, some industries that are contracting tech, Valuations have gone way down. Mm. And because they've gone down, they've restricted growth. They've terminated people. Mm. So unemployment is going up. But then where that's going up, other people are hiring those people. So unemployment's not going from two and a half to five like they want it. It's gone from two and a half to 3.4 to 3.5. It's really slow because mm. other parts of the industry are snagging those people. You know what I find? My business, of course, I was in the media business. In 2008, I had some of the best years I ever had. Oh, yeah. Because people were hungry for information. Hungry. And I think that's where you're at right now, is people are not sure what we've got going that's on. That's right. Because they're talking to their buddy over here. He's doing good. Talking to the other one over there. She's He's, falling apart. That's right. You know, it's like, wait a minute, and where am I? I'm, I'm just making it. But here's what's funny is I notice I'm working longer hours and more hours than I ever have in my life because there's so much opportunity. Same. I think that the opportunity is in the periphery. You have to go find it. It's not as easy. It's not as apparent. But yeah, opportunity is always going to be in the barn fire. You've got to just run in there with a hose. <laughs> Where do we find out more information for the Savory Group? Just a dot just com? Just savoryfund.com. It's there pretty easy. All right. Andrew Smith, give me the list of the restaurants real quick so people know. Swig, Mobetas, R&R Barbecue, Via 313, The Crack Shack, Pincho, Hash Kitchen, The Sicilian Butcher. All right. I'm going to go to all of them. And Saigon Hustle, which is a Vietnamese concept in Houston. Nice. How cool is that? Saigon Hustle. I was Hustle. born in Houston. Okay. Right? Right there. Andrew Smith, thank you. More from the Consumer Summit here in Salt Lake City. We'll be right back. Thanks a lot. Attention. 
Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Listening to Entrepreneur Weekly. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Welcome back. It is Entrepreneur Weekly today in Utah at the Consumer Summit presented by Brandless. Joining us right now is Joanna McKenna from Jane.com. Hi, Joanna. Hi, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Well, uh, tell us about what is Jane.com. Jane.com is a marketplace where third-party sellers and brands can sell their goods. We are focused on the soft lines apparel industry, home goods, and consumable beauty products. And one of our differentiating factors is that we are focused on women-owned businesses. So Mm. today, 95% of our sellers and brands are women-owned. Wow. So I go to the website and describe for the mind's eye. Yeah, so right now, if you go to the website, you'll see all kinds of different products, or mostly apparel and beauty products that are discounted by sellers, mm. and you can filter by so different categories. So it's a discount. There is discounts right now. We're actually launching the new marketplace in September, mm. which will have a kind of different feel, all new different navigation and experience, and a lot more curation and collections. Again, it's about personalization. When she comes to shop on Jane, she wants us to curate and serve up what she's looking for and Mm. create an experience for her. Are you using much AI for that these days? Not yet. So there's been that's the future. I know everybody's got to go there. There's everyone's got to go there, but I think everybody's got to be cautious about going there because when you think about AI and what is it going to serve up, you know, it's it's really accessing historical data that's all available on the internet. But you got to be careful that it's not poaching intellectual property from other Mm. companies Mm. and serving it up in a way for you to use. So we're being really cautious about it, but I think there's uh, opportunities for us as we look at chat capabilities for customer service and for seller customer service when we have questions from sellers or issues that we're trying to solve, how can we implement AI and the chat capabilities? As an entrepreneur, what is your position in this company? So I'm the chief executive officer. Okay. And how old is Jane.com? So Jane's been just celebrated its 12th birthday. I was going to say, I've heard of Jane.com. I don't know why. Maybe just noodling around, right? Yeah, it's been around for a while. And it you know started as a deal site, similar to kind of a zoo lily. And uh, you know we've watched the evolution of the seller and the customer and followed those indications. And we started making the shift to a full-fledged evergreen marketplace last year and we'll go live again in September. 
So is there a, an app for Jane.com? There is an yeah. app for Jane.com. I've been asking that more and more because it's like, it just seems like you have to have an app these days, right? You do. And the majority of our, our traffic and sales comes through our app. Because if you think about it, your devices in your hand all the time, right. you know, that's where you're scrolling. That's where you're finding products. I'm pretty sure I'm getting cancer in my hand from carrying my phone so much. <laughs> you know, it's like all these waves vibrating through my hand. And that, that is an interesting thing is that this phone never leaves us. It doesn't. I mean, I take my phone into the shower with me just in case I get a call from my friend Randy. You know? Yeah. It's like it's like it's with us all the time. My wife says, I'm going to start putting my phone in the charger in the kitchen when we go to bed. And I'm like, really? It's a good How idea. How can you do that? You know what you should do? This is what I'm I do. I'm not there yet. On the weekends, I leave my phone at home. Oh, my gosh. I know. The first couple of Oh, I'd have to go to therapy Listen, for that. Listen, the first couple of weekends, I had full anxiety and yeah, panic attacks because yeah. I thought, like, what if I don't remember how to get to the grocery store, which is literally down the street from me? <laughs> so I think, I think there's a little bit of a fear factor, but, you know... The idea of the phone, you know, Steve Jobs said something to the effect that he was compelled to bring it to market, but that humanity itself was too infantile to use it properly. And I wow. think that's really true. Like, yeah. we're, like, addicted subconsciously to, like, checking what? An app, what? an update, know, a picture? I know, I know, you, Listen, I was, I have cows, and I was feeding the cows, and somebody texted me, and I looked at the text, and I responded it, and then one of the cows stuck its head through the, the, the thing, you know, and, it, and he was, like, trying to get some little piece of hay that was on me. And I, I'm like petting him. And, and next thing you know, I've lost my phone. <laughs> I put it down somewhere and I was freaking out because my whole life is in that phone. Yeah. Now, I, I wouldn't know what to do. Like you said, I wouldn't even know what to do. And I started thinking about that. And I said, man, I'm going to have to start a new business. Therapy for people that lose their phones. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, do you even know your wife's phone number? I do. Oh, Thank okay, goodness good. I do. Yeah, I know all of my kids... Except my youngest. I don't think I know his. And he moved to uh, Idaho recently. And I was thinking about that. If I lose my kid's phone number, I don't know how to get hold of him. You're never going to speak to him again. It's like <laughs> until he calls me, which is not very often. But it's, it's an interesting thing how this phone is so much a part of us. And now companies like yours has an entire gigantic marketplace that is all right there in the little phone. So is there a bricks and mortar, Jane, at all? There is not a bricks and mortar. Isn't that wild? It's wild to think about. I mean, about. you know, 25 years ago, nobody would have even imagined this virtual marketplace. And today, that's most of what there is. You know, and I think it's just the evolution of, of retail overall. I remember when Big Box came around, right, and Costco and Sam's Club, and I never, everyone was like, who's going to buy bulk toilet paper? Yeah, well, or 55 gallons of pickles. Apparently everybody. <laughs> yeah, apparently everybody's going to shop there. And yeah. the same thing happened, you know, when the internet. I remember when, you know, the internet launched and Amazon started its marketplace. I worked at Amazon and everyone's like, we're not selling on there. We don't even know what this is. And now you can buy yeah. anything online. Yeah. And so you have to have the app. You have to be able to meet the customers where they are. So real simple, jane.com and you go to the app store and just look for Jane. Look for Jane. Uh, what is the last thing you want people to know about Jane? What is the differentiator for those that are out shopping around? that you could just put into a, a lump word or yeah. two. I would say, maybe just a, a sentence. When you shop on Jane, you're not just buying something, you're buying into something. Okay, there you go. Well, Joanna, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Jane.com, and this is the kind of folks you'll find here at the Consumer Summit. If you missed this year, which you probably did if you're listening to this radio show, they'll be back next year. But meanwhile, presented by Brandless, go check them out too. We'll be right back. It's Entrepreneur Weekly. Be happy.
every life we have some trouble. Listening to Entrepreneur Weekly. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Well, here we are at the Consumer Summit in Salt Lake City. I'm Alan Taylor, the show presented by Brandless today. And joining me is, well, a dear friend, Tiffany Peterson, TiffanySpeaks.com. I have been watching you now for years. And you are one class act. Oh, honey. Because it's not an act. It's real. Mm-hmm. It's really you. You are that person. And, you know, your friend and my friend, Randy Garn, who is also, he's here in Utah. You live in Utah. And this, this whole event is about Utah-based businesses for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I find that um, you guys have such an amazing community here of not only small businesses, but some amazingly large businesses. But there is something special in the water here, I think. I don't know what it is. Oh, you Tiffany, what is it? Is it is it this group of people? I'm now they have Silicon Slopes, which is another big event. You have all these summits and all these events here, and I've been to a number of them. And there's just something that's really sweet about the energy of the people that are in this area. I love it. Well, so, birds of a feather, my friend. You're yeah. here too, and I just adore this man. He is <laughs> when he says that to me, I thank you, and you are one of the classiest gentlemen I've ever met. Oh, now that can't be true, but oh, it's I'll true. take it. <laughs> yes, we've known each other a while, yeah. and when we first met, I was telling Alan this today. I know this isn't business-related, but it's all interconnected. When I first met Alan and Randy, our dear friend, introduced us. We had lunch one day. It was July, years and years back, and I don't remember exactly all the things we shared, but I remember I went home, and I literally wrote in my journal that night, and I'm not a daily journal writer, to be clear. But it was like you were an answer to prayer at that season of my life of just the richness, the nourishing conversation. And I think that is when you think about building a business and you think about building a brand, culture is everything and the heartbeat and who you do business with, right? Business is always personal and it's because it's relationship oriented and how we show up in relationship. And that's one of the things that I love about you is that whether online, in person, on a show, at the Burger Shack, whatever you're doing, it's like you get the same guy and being someone who's genuine as you are just makes such a difference. And I think that again transfers over to when you're growing a business is, I remember years and years ago reading the book, Jim Collins' work, Good to Great, right? Many people probably read it. It's been around a really long time. But he talked about having the right people on the bus and it's, that makes the world of difference. So in your personal life, your business life, everything is about relationships. And so I just love I get to see you actually in person because more often than not, we're on text or on social media connecting. <laughs> it's funny because I said to her, what do you want to talk about? Being newly married, she just recently got married. She said, well, no, we shouldn't do that on the radio and business for entrepreneur show. business show. <laughs> but then we said, okay, building a brand and self-care. Well, being married and who you're married to and the relationship you have with that person is so much a part of your business and your life because they are combined. Mm-hmm. They are combined. I was talking to somebody here at the show today and I said, if I see a businessman, he's the best businessman in the world and look at his company, but then he's at the strip club at night. I lose it. Yeah. I lose it. I said to another friend, I said, you know, when I look in the mirror, do I like myself? And I said, no, more important, 
do I respect myself? Mm. Do I respect the guy looking back at me? Mm-hmm. And that's only been something I used to be so concerned about, you know, what I look like and all this stuff. But anymore, it's like, it doesn't matter. The older I get, the, what I realize is people don't care in that moment if I'm looking good and my suit is the right suit. They care how I made them feel mm-hmm. like you just expressed yep. by the man that I really, truly am. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I just thank God for so many blessings in my life, you and my friend Randy and so many of these folks that I get to meet. But you guys complete me. You make me better as, you know, that I can't remember which movie it was from, but you guys just really are such a good example for the entrepreneurs of our world because they're searching for the answers to life. Not just the life of their business, but to life. And so when we, you know, have you folks out there like yours, Tiffany Speaks, you represent a woman of dignity, of honor. She loves her creator. She loves her husband now, the new husband. She loves her friends. She loves life. She loves her clients. That's a person that I want to learn from. And then you have the systems and processes, you know, to help them achieve whatever they need to in their business. But you always talk about the foundational part of life, of having a happy life, finding true joy. Yeah. Isn't that important? It's That's everything. the brand building that really is important. Right. Is again, how happy are people working for your company or your brand or doing business with you? And sales and dating, right? Is my background heavily is in sales, and I most often get hired to speak or coach on helping people grow their sales or grow their team or grow their business. And again, we always come home to relationship. And getting married is a sales process, right? And, yeah. and cultivating relationships. And a lot of that is that you show up to provide and support needs. And similar in dating as in sales is when you first meet someone that you're trying to become your client or become your sweetheart is you show up very intentionally. I think intention, Alan, is one of the most powerful true principles is living and creating an intentional life. And sometimes what happens in relationship and in business is if we take our person for granted and we've all done it or your clients for granted, just because they've done business with you for 10 years doesn't mean quote, you have it in the bag, you still have to show up intentionally in the relationship. And so similar is that I'm, we just got married like eight months ago. We'd both been married previously. I'd been single a long time. He was single for a short time and us getting together and we dated for a little over two years before we got married. But showing up intentionally, right, is because sometimes if we're not aware, it is easy in business or personal life to just get kind of complacent. Yeah. Right? All right, you got to hold on. we got to yeah. go another segment. Don't okay. go anywhere. <laughs> You're listening to Tiffany Peterson. Her website is tiffanyspeaks.com. And, uh, well, there's just more on the other side. Stay with us. Hi, it's Alan Taylor from Entrepreneur Weekly. Child sexual exploitation is an unimaginable crime that continues to invade our communities and homes. The National Children's Alliance reports that almost 700,000 children are abused in the U.S. each year, with 65% of child abuse cases involving sexual exploitation. The Maloof Foundation exists to confront this crime by providing education, promoting healing, and ensuring justice for survivors. But making a difference can't be done alone. To create the greatest impact, they're going to need your help and mine. Do like I did and join the Maloof Foundation in their efforts to confront child sexual exploitation and learn how you can preserve a child's right to freedom, hope, justice, and dignity. I just want to repeat this one last time. The National Children's Alliance reports almost 700,000 children are abused in the U.S. each year. You can help. Let's do it together. 
at maloofoundation.org. That's M-A-L-O-U-F foundation.org. Welcome back to the uh, Consumer Summit here on Entrepreneur Weekly at Salt Lake City, a beautiful, what is this theater, Tiffany? What's this called? We're at the Hell Center Theater in Sandy, Utah. Hale, H-A-L-E. Yes. You said hell, and I was going, no, 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 it's H-A-L-E. Yes, H-A-L-E. There's great theater here and productions. It's a beautiful place. season tickets here. It's a great, great theater. Well, and there's a lot of entrepreneurs in here. Thanks to the folks at Brandless for bringing me here and a lot of other these entrepreneurs to just talk business a little bit and life. And we're doing that with Tiffany Peterson. Boy, you were hitting on some heavy-duty stuff. Yeah. Intention. Yes. Building a brand, self-care. These are things you said you wanted to talk about. You know, so many folks that are in business, you see them some days dragging their knuckles along the ground, mm. having a bad day. And whenever I'm around you or our mutual friend, Randy, you folks lift me up. Mm. And there's just not enough of that in this world. Sometimes misery loves company and people are like, what's the matter? What's going on? Mm. Yeah, I told you that was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Instead of saying, hey, let's talk. Sit down. Let's go have a a beer, a, a coffee, a lunch, whatever it is. Let's get away from this situation and go talk. And then that is us loving each other. Yes. And love is needed in this world of entrepreneurs more today than ever before because it's harder today to be in business because of the the elements of this perilous world that are on us. All the, the things that are woke and all these things that are coming at us these days. Yes, eye crossing. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. It's dangerous. It's scary. Yes. But when you meet somebody that lifts you up, every time you see them, an energy comes through the door before they even open their mouth. There's my friend, mm-hmm. someone who cares about me, someone who loves me. You bring that into my life. Thank you. I just adore you, Alan Taylor. Seriously, that's why I'm here. It's like, I'm going to drive down and participate because I want to see Alan Taylor. Oh, you're sweet. But I have a friend who, by the way, told me about you before I ever met you. Mm. Because you do some stuff with, uh, what's that, Ar- not Arbonne, but what's the, uh, is it Arbonne? No, one of I those... speak and coach a lot in direct sales, so lots of companies right. lots like of that. Companies. Maybe well, at doTERRA. doTERRA, that's what it or, was, yes. yes. Okay. So this friend says, um, oh, you're going to Utah. Say hi to my friend Tiffany Peterson. And then when I met you, it was like, Tiffany Peterson, this couldn't be the same one that my friend was jokingly say, yes. saying, say hi. And then you were. And because then I said, we are. Yes. And so she is in love with me because I'm friends with you. Yes. And she's like, oh, you're my friend of a friend. Of a... And yes. she doesn't even know you, except she saw you speak one time and you ignited something inside of her. That is the secret, the lightning in the bottle that a person like yourself can possess if you have intention to your word, mm-hmm. speak on it. I love the word intention. And I think, again, when we show up with intention to our lives, intention with our health, our wellness, right? Which you're looking good and like you're putting some time into that health. And intention in our home, intention online, intention at business is we're all in the people business, right? We're all in relationships and how people feel in our presence is our true business card. And Boy, I remember, that, right? Isn't that mic true? Mic drop, absolutely. Mic drop. Yes. <laughs> is how people feel with you. And so what that woman felt with me obviously had a resonance that she would say that is we didn't meet in person. You touched her in a very special way without ever meeting her. Yeah. But may I share something that's spiritual? Yes. Even though I know we're entrepreneur works weekly. It's It's okay. Just real talk. It's important. Because when people say, you know, what are your quote secrets of success? And there's several topics we could riff on and go down the path with. 
But sometimes, Alan, someone will say, Tiffany, you're, you're a powerful woman. And I will politely but intentionally say, I'm a higher powered woman. And so a lot of times when people say, I have this feeling about you, what they're talking about truly is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. If we're just going to tell the truth, which I, let's just tell the truth. Right. And often before I speak or before I get on a coaching call, I have a prayer and a ritual. And I respect however anyone listening connects to this, but connect a purpose in some way, your higher power or your higher purpose. And I often will pray the same prayer before I speak. And that prayer is, use me, God, use me. Now, I don't say that to put me on some pedestal or I'm a saint because I'm still like, you know, frustrated and life is, I'm still a human, human, right? right. But I think that when we show up with intention to say, I want to have impact of this audience, of this conversation, I want to bring influence to my family, my children, my grandchildren, to this environment room. I want to be more intentional about what I'm creating. And I think when we have that heart, to your point, Alan, what we need more on the planet than anything else aren't just more successful businesses. I love business. I love, it's a creative process. It's creation, it's experience, it's solving problems and helping people get their needs met. But to your point, we need more love. And when there's that heartbeat in your business, in your culture, in your brand, people are magnetized to you. They want to work for you. They want to stick around. They'll, they'll put in the extra hours. When people feel seen, significant, valued, in other words, loved, when you feel like, hey, you matter to me, I will get in a car and drive to a conference just to see you because it's, you're, it's you, you're in town. And when people feel that way, I remember years ago, Mary Kay Ash, the founder of Mary Kay Cosmetics, a huge trailblazer in that direct sales world, she would say, imagine as if everyone you meet has a sign around their neck, everyone. So all these people crossing this here in this big, huge theater we're at today, they have a sign around their neck that says, do I matter to you? Right. And when we live that way, but your spouse has that and the people you've done business with for a while and your friends and your brother-in-law and people you've known is to keep that freshness, to see people as, hey, they have the same need that I have, which is, am I valued? Am I important? And when that's the heartbeat of your brand, you will be a beehive where people are magnetized to you because you've got that special sauce and that special sauce in any area of our lives is always going to be love in some form or fashion. Well, the movie Avatar, when I saw that movie, there's a scene in it where the two avatars, the two whatever they were, people in that realm, they spoke the kind of the language of that realm, which was when they said to each other, I love you, Mm. they didn't say I love you, they say I see you. Yes. After that movie, I looked at my wife. Ugh, makes me want to cry. It's okay. If you and do. I said, I see you. Yeah. And she, of course, cried. And this intention you're talking about is to see people. Yeah. Not look through them, not look at them, but to see them. And because then they know you are looking into them instead of just at them or what they can do for you. That is with intention. Yes. And a good intention, mm-hmm. not just a greedy intention, mm-hmm. not just an intention to get the sale. It's an intention of good. And that's how I think we take that, that power you talked about, and dare I call it a supernatural power. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's not really supernatural. It is our natural God-intended way. So it isn't supernatural. It's mm-hmm. just that some choose to not even use their natural state. They use more of an animal state. Yes. This kill or be killed type of an attitude. Yeah. So I love that you talk about intention, but to that, an intention that is that of God's intention yeah. for us, for each other. Mm-hmm. So true. Tiffany Peterson, thank you so much for coming. What a joy. Um, TiffanySpeaks.com, you guys, if you like what you just heard, 
there's a whole lot more at her website. Love you. Thank you very much. I love you too. All right, we'll take a little break from Entrepreneur Weekly here at the Consumer Summit. Thanks to our friends at Brandless. We'll be right back. My life is brilliant. My love is pure. Are you paying too much for business insurance? Do you have critical gaps in your coverage? Entrepreneur Insurance can help you find out. In six out of 10 policies, business owners are paying too much for property, general liability, or workers' comp insurance. Entrepreneur Insurance can help you identify ways to save and any gaps in coverage. Head to entrepreneur.com insurance to complete the questionnaire and get a personalized quote. It's an easy way to find out if you're paying too much. Again, that's entrepreneur.com slash insurance. You're listening to Entrepreneur Weekly. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Welcome back. It is Entrepreneur Weekly today at the Consumer Summit in Salt Lake City, presented by Brandless. Thanks for having us out here. Tyler Babb is joining us. Label, and it's spelled like this, L-A-B-L. Label. What is Label, Tyler? Label is a, is a tech company. We focus on e-commerce merchants. Check out our domain. It's labelpx.com. PX standing for the purchase experience. But label spelled without the E. L-A-B-L. L-A-B-L. PX.com. PX.com. So we're a SaaS company. We focus specifically on e-commerce retailers. We really try to help these retailers improve their brand experience, improve their purchase experience. You know, I got to tell you, I have not heard that as much as I have lately. It seems like the theme of this event is people helping people to do better things together. Absolutely. You know? And, I, and I, I really appreciate that because after years and decades of being an entrepreneur, it seems like everybody was trying to push me down, not lift me up. Absolutely. And I'm seeing a lot of lifting up here, which I really like. It's a good event. Salt Lake City is full of entrepreneurs. You've yeah. seen that today. Yeah. You know, I founded the company in late December of 16. And what's unique about our brand is, you know, most tech companies raise a lot of venture capital. And we were fortunate to raise a small seed round from a strategic investor. It's a marketplace by the name of Jane.com. Incredible brand. So and we spoke to the folks at Jane.com. Yep, Joanna, the CEO, is yeah, here today. Yeah, Great people. Isn't that nice to see one of these companies, her company, has uh, supported in this way? A hundred percent. And yeah. so getting into exactly what you're talking about, the ecosystem here is unbelievable. Consumer Summit has brought us all together. Mm. And we just, uh, I like to say we figure it out, right? Yeah, right. So I have a little gal that has, uh, I own a plaza little shopping center yeah. and she has a little trailer a little coffee trailer it's like a 1950s little trailer and it's just cute and she uses one of those swipe cards you know and and I thought to myself it's so interesting to where she puts it on her phone and it's what do they call that uh, what's that little thing called the, when you swipe your card on your on your phone yeah like the point of sale system like yeah the, it's a point of sale yeah, yeah, yeah. and I thought to myself you know here this world She's sitting there, one person running an entire little business, doing her social media, posting little cute things all throughout the day, yeah. making a special cup of coffee for somebody, and then she goes, I just made the coolest coffee for one of my customers. She takes a picture of it, she does mm -hmm. her social media, they pay for it all through 
her phone. Her phone. Everything. Yeah. The social media, the entire business through her phone, other than making the coffee. That's right. I think if the phone could make the coffee, she'd stick it in the cup and... You know. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> but this is the world we're in these days. It is. is. That you don't have to have a gigantic team of people because we have technology. And as long as we have somebody that is talking about all these great things that are available to the entrepreneur, you can learn and you can become amplified and multiplied. The power of one is the power of, my friend says, one plus one equals what? Eleven. Eleven. One plus one uh-huh. equals eleven. I love it. And that's the way it is with technology and knowledge and wisdom. I love it. I love it. So give us just a little bit more about label. What do you specialize in? If you could say there's one thing that makes us stand out and this is like a kind of like a fintech space right yeah yeah what is that one thing that you could say that would stand head and shoulders above others ultimately with our rebrand we're focused on improving the purchase experience our tech is built for retailers e-commerce retailers but ultimately it's serving their customers it's serving consumers and we're focused on just making that process simpler faster more cost effective boy simpler is faster and more cost effective, isn't it? It is. Just simplifying the process because a lot of people have such a learning curve and that learning curve is not only lengthy, but it's expensive. It is. And it also can be damaging while you're learning. Even though I have all the good intentions in the world, I'm I'm just learning while the person says, yeah, well, I'll come back when you've learned. Absolutely. See, so I, I get it that uh, faster and more simple is cost effective and better. It is. And it's the future. You know, we look at, you know, my kids, it's going to be a completely different world for them oh, in, terms of of, yeah. in terms of how they build their careers and how they think about the world. It's a beautiful thing. It is. Label, L-A-B-L-P-X dot com if you want more information on this. And uh, Tyler, thank you for talking with us. This whole, uh, this whole industry that we're in here, this whole organization they put together with uh, the brandless company to put this consumer summit together has been a real eye-opener for me and it's nice to see the people in utah here are really kicking some butt so thanks for coming out thank you for coming out that's it for me here at the uh consumer summit and oh my gosh i'm inspired we'll see you next time right here on entrepreneur weekly this program is copyrighted by entrepreneur media incorporated 